Sisters, let's uh, be seated, please. Ah, 弟兄姊妹，请坐下。Want to sing、uh, hymn four three four? 我们来唱诗歌四百三十四首。Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. 信靠耶稣何其甘甜。How we have learned to trust Jesus. We have learned to trust Jesus. We have learned to trust Jesus. We pray as we share the word of God together. 当我们在这里呃分享主的话的时候，我们在这里祷告。That we will trust Jesus more. 我们能够更多的信靠耶稣。We pray in His precious name. 我们祷告靠他宝贝的名。Amen. We are sharing on the matters of the body of Christ. 我们最近讲交通的主题是基督的身体。And so we continually return to Romans chapter twelve. 所以我们又一一直的又来到罗马书第十二章。Because in chapter twelve, Paul is emphasizing the life of the body of Christ. 因为在十二章在这里着重的是啊，在基督身体的生命。We want to read just the first eight verses of Romans chapter twelve. 我们就读罗马书十二章的头八节。We are considering these matters of life in the body of Christ. 
Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. If service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with generosity, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. 或做执事就当专一执事,或做教导的就当专一教导,或做劝化的就当专一劝化,施舍的就当诚实,治理的就当殷勤,怜悯人的就当甘心。And then if you'll just notice through the rest of the chapter, Paul mentions different ways we serve in the body of Christ. 那么我们若是继续往下看这一章,就讲到保罗就说在如何的有不同的方式来服侍。But especially in these first verses of chapter 12, we see an interesting relationship between grace, gifts, and faith. All of these come from Jesus. Grace, gifts, and faith. And before looking at this passage in chapter 12, we want to just go back to the source of grace, Jesus himself. So let's look at a few scriptures together, beginning in John chapter 1. We all know this particular verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, Full of grace and truth. Notice Paul says, uh, sorry, John says, we beheld his glory, because John was one of them who beheld the glory in Jesus. And 
And John tells us a number of stories in the life of Jesus where he could see the glory of God in Jesus. Do you remember when you first saw the glory of God in Jesus? When John first walked with John, Jesus, he thought that Jesus was an extraordinary man, but one day he saw that Jesus had the glory of God. And he says, when I saw that glory, it was full of grace and truth. And then, it's like this is a summary of what he's going to say, this verse. Then he begins to tell stories where he saw Jesus full of grace and truth. You remember the story of the uh, changing water into wine at the wedding. Or of Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. Or of Jesus healing the man who was lame by the pool. Or the woman who was caught in adultery. Or the man who was born blind. And other stories. And every time what John saw was grace and truth in Jesus. It was such a combination of grace and truth that one day John said, he is the Son of God. He saw grace. Everything Jesus did, he did beautifully. That's the first meaning of the word grace. Everything he did, he did in love. Everything he did, he did with power. He was so full of grace. Those who were sick, he healed. His amazing grace. And you notice in all of these stories, he also brought people into the truth. They opened their eyes and they saw the light. They saw the reality. They saw the I am. Behind all of the miracles. When we look at Jesus, do we see him full of grace and truth? It should have that same effect upon us. On the one hand, we see his love and his beauty. On the other hand, we're convicted of truth. This is how John discovered that Jesus was the Son of God. And he said he's full of glory. Now when we look two verses further in verse 16, we see that a wonderful testimony. Now John is speaking about himself and his brothers and sisters. For of his fullness we have all received grace 
upon grace. The same grace that he saw in Jesus, he now sees among the believers. And if we study grace, we see that it in practicality has three aspects. There is receiving grace. We receive God's love. We receive forgiveness. We receive our Savior. We are saved by receiving grace. And the longer we become Christians, the more we know of His love and His acceptance. Are we full of receiving grace? But then there's abiding grace. And when we're saved, his life is within us. And it begins to transform us. And it makes us beautiful people. Are you a beautiful person? Well, God is working on me. Is he working on you? We're not beautiful by our own life, but the life of Jesus in us, transforming us from grace to grace. You know, in the world, when people get older, they get grumpy. But when a Christian gets older, they should become more gracious. Are you getting old? Are you getting grumpy or getting gracious? If we live by the Christ within us, now we live by the grace of God. And He changes us. And people can see Jesus in us. So there's receiving grace. There's abiding grace. And there's releasing grace. Now what's that? By the grace of God, our Lord enables us to serve one another in the body of Christ. His grace is not only in us, but it pours out through us in serving others. Sometimes we call this enabling grace. By this grace we serve. By this grace we function as a member of the body of Christ. Paul also says by this grace we can suffer and come through victorious. Because we say his grace is sufficient for me. Now it's wonderful that we meet together with brothers and sisters full of grace upon grace. Full of receiving grace, full of abiding grace, full of releasing grace. 
就满有这样接受的恩典，满有同在的恩典，也满有我们可以释放出来的恩典。And together we should be especially full, especially full. 所以我们聚在一起的时候，我们应该就特别的一个丰满。The writer in Hebrews says, "Be be careful that you do not fall short of the grace of God." 希伯来的作者说，我们必须我们必须小心，不要啊、uh, 不要亏缺了神的恩典。Whatever our situation. The grace of God is enough. 不管我们在什么样的光景里，神的恩典都与我们同在。Do you believe that? 你相信吗 ？Let's look at the example of Paul just for a moment in 1 Corinthians 15. 我们就来看一下保罗的例子，在哥林多前书十五章。We listen carefully to his testimony. 对于保罗的见证，我们来呃很注意的来看。And we see that Paul was full of grace in these same three ways. 我们就看到保罗，他就在这刚才讲到恩典的三方面。Look at verse nine. 哥林多前书十五章第九节。We can see that he's received the grace of God. 所以看到他在这里是接受了恩典。For I am the least of the apostles, and not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. 我原是使徒中最小的，不配称为使徒，因为我从前逼迫神的教会。然后我今日成了何等人，是蒙神的恩才成的。Now Paul persecuted. 保罗曾经逼迫教会。Paul was unfit. 保罗他原来不配。And Paul was least of the apostles. 他原来是说使徒中最小的。But even though he wasn't worthy. 他也不配。Jesus forgave him. And he received the grace. He just received the grace. Jesus called him. Jesus called him. And he received the grace. He just received the grace. Then we see in verse ten. Next, we look at the sixth verse. By the grace of God, I am what I am. This is the abiding grace. Then I became what I am. This is the abiding grace. Then I became what I am. This is the abiding grace. Then I became what I am. This is the Look at Paul. He used to be a fierce Pharisee. 原来保罗他是一个很敬畏、很虔诚的一个法利赛人。But now the grace of God abides in Paul. 但是神的恩典现在与他同在。And he lives a life of grace. 他就活出这恩典的生活。He loves the brothers and sisters. 他就爱弟兄姊妹。His character looks like Jesus. 他的性格就越来越像耶稣。When you see Paul in the epistles, you are also seeing what Jesus is like. 当我们看保罗在书信里他所写的，我们其实就看到耶稣的那一面。Because Paul was Christ-like because of the grace within. 由于这个恩典在保罗身上，这个保罗就像活出像基督的生活。But look again at verse ten. 我们再看第十节。But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. 然而我今日成了何等人，是蒙神的恩才成的，并且他所赐我的恩不是徒然的。我比众使徒格外劳苦，这原不是我，乃是神的恩与我同在。Now this is Paul's testimony of enabling grace. 所以这个就是保罗的见证，是使之成为可能的一个恩典。He is saying, I do my apostleship by the grace of God. 保罗说，我是借着神的恩典来做这使徒的职分。And if I do it faithfully and effectively. It isn't really me; it's the grace of God in me doing these things. So, if I do it faithfully and effectively, it's the grace of God in me doing these things. So, if I do it faithfully and effectively, it's the grace of God in me doing these things. So, if I do it faithfully and effectively, it's the grace of God in me doing these things. So,
Our lives should be full of grace from beginning to end. We should look like Jesus. Full of grace and truth. And the body of Christ should be full of grace. When people see the body of Christ, they should see Jesus. Now this is Paul's burden as we read these passages in Romans chapter 12. Let's go back to that passage. And here we see Paul ministering uh, three very practical matters regarding the body of Christ. But even as he ministers them, he ministers them by the grace of God. Notice, notice the beginning of verse 3. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone. Now he's going to take up this matter of people who think too highly of themselves. But before he says that, he says, So by the grace of God, I say to you. Why does he say that? What he means by that is he also is speaking to himself as he speaks to you. Paul should not think too highly of himself either. You know, when we minister to one another, we minister to one another by the grace of God. Now tell me, do I deserve to speak to you this morning? No. But if the Lord gives me some words to say, then when I say them, I must say them with grace. And Paul has some things to say to these Romans, but he says them with grace. Because he knows the grace of God. And he's going to share in this little passage on three things I'd like to touch on this morning. The first thing he takes up is where you fit into the body of Christ. That's at verse 3. Don't think too highly. Don't think too lowly. Sound judgment. You, you must know your place in the body of Christ. Then the second issue that he will take up is this matter of using spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. And then the third matter he takes up is the importance of grace in serving in the body of Christ. All right, let's look at these three things. Let's look at verse 3, 4, and 5. This has to do with where I fit into the body of Christ, where you fit into the body of Christ. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. 
But to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Now, if we know our place in the body and we serve, there is fullness of grace. But problem number one, do not think too highly of yourself. Now, we can understand this. Here you are a sinner saved by grace. Let's just say the Lord gives you the gift of prophecy. Now you start to say, Thus saith the Lord, and you prophesy. Now people come up to you and say, Whoa, you're a prophet. Maybe you think, Yeah, I'm a prophet, I'm very important. He says, no, 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 no. 保罗说, 不是, 不是. Every gift was given by grace. It's a gift. 是一个, 呃, you didn't deserve it. It doesn't make you better. And actually, you only have a little measure of faith. Notice what it says at the end of verse 3. God has given each a measure of faith. 神是给各分给个人信心的, but when you think you're high, you say, Oh, I have lots of faith. Hmm. So then we say to you, Okay, then move the mountain. Uh, because everyone just has a measure of faith. But the problem Paul is dealing with here, as he's talking about those who think too highly, is not about this kind of pride so much. In terms of the body of Christ, what does it mean to think too highly of ourselves? Here's what Paul's getting about. It's when we think we're so strong and so faithful that we don't need the body of Christ. Look at those. It's verse 3, 4, 5 together. Why does Paul say, no, 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 you're just a member in the body, and although the body is one, the members are many, you're only a member, you're just a member, you're just a part, you're just a member. This is one of the greatest problems of pride today in the church. My life is me and Jesus. I read my Bible, I pray. I'm a great Christian. I have great faith. I serve God. I don't need the body of Christ. I only need the body of Christ so I can preach to them. 
，来传传话。Please come next Sunday so I can preach to you。所以下个星期来，主日来，我可以跟你们传传信息。But we think we don't need one another。那我们就会想说，我们不需要啊，不需要别人。We think we don't need I I don't need my brother's measure。我就觉得我不需要我弟兄的这一份。All I need is Jesus and then I serve。Oh, that's so haughty and high-minded. But because Christianity today has such independence among the members, so in today's Christianity, God made me a prophet. Did any brothers or sisters confirm it? Are you a prophet in your bathroom or in the church? Today we have a whole new category. It's called the blog prophet. 今天我们有一个新的现象，就是在这个网络上部落格里的一个先知。Many many Christians have a blog. They're prophesying about everything. 所以你就看到那个网络上有很多基督徒，他们自己有自己的部落格，他们就做先知。They need to be in the body, not in the blog. 他们需要在身体里，而不是在那个部落格里。Because in the body, you find out the reality of your ministry. 因为只有在身体里头，你才发现那个实际。You know, when I was growing up, my mother had this simple phrase. You know, sometimes I thought I was pretty good, you know. And I was born in Brooklyn. But I grew up on Long Island. So when my mother saw me acting pretty conceited, Now, sorry, in Chinese you won't understand. Ah, 也许这个中文不太能够表达出来。But my mother used to say to me. 那我妈妈过去说过这句话。You may have been bred in Brooklyn, but you're only a crumb here. 她说你在 Brooklyn 可能是好像一个一个面包，可是在长岛呢，只是一个面包屑。You know, we really need one another. Even if you are a prophet, you need the other prophets. Don't be so independent. I will tell you the truth. Unless you are functioning in the body of Christ, you are not strong spiritually. If you are not functioning in the body of Christ, Then the lion, the enemy, is seeking you out to eat you because you're alone. 那个那个吼叫的狮子就会想要来吞吃你，因为你是单独的。Do not be so high-minded. 所以不要高抬自己，看着自己太高。We have all received a measure of faith. 我们每一个人都得到了一份信心。Now Paul is, of course, burdened for the other people. 保罗他是为了其他的人，他有负担。What is our greatest problem? People who think they're too high-minded, 有些人觉得自己太高了 ，or people who are too low-minded， 或者有些人觉得太低了。We have a problem with people too low-minded. 我们若是觉得自己太低了，也有问题。Paul says everyone has a measure. 保罗说每一个人都有那一份 
Many say, oh no, 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 I have no measure. Now Paul says, this is not sound thinking. The Lord does not want you to say, oh no, no, I'm nothing, I can't do anything. Now you're to say, thank you Lord for your grace, I will serve you according to my measure. Now, there you learn your place in the body of Christ. And as you exercise your grace, you discover your measure. Not too high, not too low, at the right place. You have found your place. Now we'll talk about how that happens a little bit. The second matter he talks about practically is this matter of using gifts, spiritual gifts, in the body of Christ. And if you'll notice in verses 6 through 8, he mentions some of the spiritual gifts that Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is not an exhaustive list, he's just making examples. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy, according to faith. And then in verse 7, teachers in their teaching. And in verse 8, he who exhorts in his exhortation. This is a kind of prophecy. He just mentions some spiritual gifts. Now, we know there are certain things about spiritual gifts. I just want to mention two from 1 Corinthians. So, hold our place in chapter 12 of Romans. We'll just look at 1 Corinthians 12 for just a moment. We are not going to speak on the gifts of the Spirit this morning. But let's just look at two verses. The first one is verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12. But one and the same Spirit works in all, distributing to each one Individually, as he wills. First Corinthians twelve eleven. Now here we see each member of the body of Christ is given a spiritual gift. And, and he is given this spiritual gift sovereignly by the will of God. Why does God decide what gift you should have? Because he has a certain function for you in the body of Christ and you need that gift to do it. So you have a place in the body and the Lord gives you a gift so that you can serve in that place in the body. 
And then we want to look at verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that's the second thing that we all know about gifts of the Spirit. Now you notice it says each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit. And by manifestation, Paul needs something beyond the natural. We say supernatural. A spiritual gift has something supernatural about it. When it is exercised, somebody sees the Holy Spirit working. It manifests the Holy Spirit. I'll give you just an example. You're talking to a non-Christian sharing the gospel. And while you're talking the gospel, the Lord puts a thought in your mind. And you say to this person, if you accept Jesus, he will help you in your marriage. Now you just followed this impression in your mind. But the person goes, why? How did you know I'm having marriage problems? Now, actually, you didn't know. But at that moment, you received what Bible calls word of knowledge. God told you something about them that you wouldn't know except by supernatural. And after that happens, this person starts to listen to you. Because they felt the Holy Spirit and they were awakened. But this manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person here to benefit everybody. And so we know that the main reason we have such gifts is to edify the body of Christ. Now let's go back to Romans 12. Because I want to share two things we discover from Romans 12 regarding spiritual gifts. Number one, very important. How do we discover our gifts? First, gifts come out of graces exercised. By the grace of God you serve, and as you do, you discover your gift. Now you know that the two words, grace and gift, are very close. They're based on the same Greek word. Charis, charisma. 
一个是 carries charisma carries grace charisma gift carries 就是恩典 charisma 就是恩赐 ma m a doesn't mean mama ma m a 就是不不是不是这个妈妈 in Greek it's an ending you put on a word when you make well do you have neuter in Chinese yeah okay when you make it something neuter gender 就是说这个妈这个希腊字它是好像做一个中性的 You know, male, female, neuter. So you have a man, man's name, woman name, but a rock is neuter. It's, it's not man, or, not male, female. So you can see there are men, there are women, and there's a stone is neuter. Forget all that. That is. No problem. Charis, charisma. So charis, charisma. Charisma means grace made tangible. 这 charisma 就是恩赐，就是说恩典成为一个可以实际、可以实际化的。Grace is something with the love of God。这恩典我们就觉得好像是神的爱。But if the love of God is made tangible, it's gift。所以说是这个爱，这个我们好像可以触摸得到的，就是一个恩赐。That's why we know the greatest charisma according to the Bible is what。所以我们就知道最大的恩赐是什么呢 ？Jesus。就是耶稣。Jesus was charism made charisma to us。耶稣将他是本是他恩典，他就成为一个恩赐给我们。So Paul says, thank God for His unspeakable charisma。所以保罗就说，但是我们赞美神是他测不透的一个恩典。So the gift comes out of grace。所以恩赐是从恩典来的。We have so many babies here。我们有也许有许多的婴孩在这里。So I must use baby example。所以我就要举一些这个婴，我们有婴孩的一些例子。Now a baby has life inside。婴孩他有生命的。This is like grace。这就是一个恩典。Uh, we in Manhattan, we're watching Ed and Nancy's little boy Ethan。所以在曼哈顿，我们看到 Ed and Nancy 他的小孩 Ethan。He's full of life。他有蛮有生命的。Uh, when he was very small, he just went、uh,。啊，这个还小的时候，他只会啊、uh, 这样叫。Plenty of life, not much gift。他有生命，但是他并没有很多的这个恩。But now he knows he's learning how to dexterity with his hands. He knows how to pull everything down off the table. 他现在长大了，他就知道怎么用他的手，他要把这个桌子上的东西拿下来。Now his eyes are developing a gift of seeing clearly. 他现在的眼睛也满了这个，就就就有有长成，他就可以看到东西。And his little legs used to just kick. Now they run around all the time. 他原来那个脚原来只是踢来踢去，但是现在会跑来跑去。Life is becoming gift。生命它就成为一个恩恩典了。And so in us, we start out with the life of Jesus。所以像我们一样，我们一开始也是好像我们接受一些书的生命。But he wants to be expressed through gift。但是他要我们能够彰显，是借着这些恩赐。And so in our lives, we see the Lord doing this in us。所以我们就看到在我们的一生，耶稣在我们身上所做的。So remember this。所以记得 ，You have the life of Jesus in you。你，我们每一个都有耶稣的生命在我们里头。And therefore, you can do anything He tells you to do by the grace of God。所以借着神的恩典，你就可以做他所要你做的事情。Do you believe that？ 你相信吗 ？Do you believe that you could prophesy if He wanted you to？ 如果我们的主要你做先知讲道，你相信你可以做吗 ？Do you believe it？ 你相信吗？ If God can use Balaam's donkey to prophesy, can He use you? 
，若是巴若是神可以叫巴巴兰的驴子说话，你可以你可以讲话吗 ？By the grace of God， 借着神的恩典。What if God wants you to heal somebody？ 若是神要你去医治别人呢 ？Even if you don't have gift of healing， 若是你没有，即使你没有这个医治的恩赐 ，But you're praying with a friend。但是你跟着朋友一起祷告。And Jesus says, "Pray for their healing." 那耶稣就说，你为着他的医治的祷告。And you pray for their healing, and they're healed. 你就为他祷告，哎，他就得医治了。Now don't start saying, "I have the gift of healing. I'm important now." 你就不要说啊，我现在有医治的恩赐，我很重要啦。Maybe he just used you one time. 也许我们主只用你一次。But by the grace of God, you should do. 但是借着神的恩典，你应该去做的。And if you serve the Lord. At some time in your life, he may ask you to do a miracle. 在你的生命当中，也许有一次，他要你做一个神机。Do you believe you can do anything by the grace of God in you? 你相信借着神的恩典，你可以做吗 ？Do not limit yourself. 不要限制自己。He wants available vessels. 他需要一个有有用的器皿。And he places you out in this world to witness of Jesus. 他把你放在这个世界上来，为耶稣来做见证。And most of those gifts that happen, we read in First Corinthians, happen when you're witnessing to unbelievers. 当我们看到哥林多前书这些恩赐的时候，其实很多事都是我们与不信主人在一起发生的。So we see how grace becomes gift in our life. 所以我们就看到恩典如何在我们生命当中成为一个恩赐。Now the second thing I want to say about this matter of gifts. 啊、uh, ，关于属灵恩赐，我想要讲的第二点 ，is they're usually discovered while we're serving by grace in the body of Christ。就常常都是因为我们在基督的身体里这样服侍，借着基神的恩典来服侍的时候。Let me give you some examples。我来举一些例子。You know we have prayer meeting every Tuesday night。大家都知道，我们在星期二晚上在这里有祷告聚会。You know if you come to prayer meeting and you pray in the spirit。若是我们来这里祷告，我们在在圣灵里祷告。You will discover some gifts. 你就会发现有一些恩赐。Now where do you discover spiritual gifts? 你是在哪里发现属灵的恩赐呢 ？I'll give you some examples. 我来举些例子。There's four gifts that are discovered in the prayer meeting. 在祷告聚会里头有四种属灵的恩赐会发现的。Word of knowledge 是知识的言语。Word of wisdom 是智慧的言语。Discernment of spirits. 有分辨的能灵 and faith， 还有信心。You're praying together with the saints。当我们与圣徒一起祷告 ，The Lord tells you something supernatural。这主就告诉你关于一些超自然的事情。We're facing opposition and we're praying about the opposition。我们遇到一些阻拦，我们就为着那个阻拦来祷告。And the Lord discerns the spirit causing the problem and you can bind it。我们就主就赐给你一个分辨圣灵、分辨诸灵的能力，你就可以捆绑了二者。We're praying for somebody who is sick or has a need。我们为一个生病的或者有些需要的祷告。And somebody has the gift of faith and prays for the person's healing or restoration or whatever it is。那某某位圣徒他就得到了信心，他就可以为这个得病得医治来祷告。Now those gifts are discovered when you're praying together。这些恩赐是在我们一起祷告的时候所发现的。So we have Prayer meeting on Tuesday night. So we have. Now I don't know how many people would say I have the gift of healing who go to the prayer meeting. 有没有人在这里说啊？因为我有这个呃医病的恩赐，我来了祷告聚会。I did not ask you to raise your hand. Somebody might. 啊，我不敢叫大家举手。也许有人有医病的恩赐。But this we know from the prayer meeting. 但是从这个祷告聚会中，我们我们是学习到的。Some people have been healed through the prayers of the saints. 是有的人的确。借着圣徒的祷告得到医治
Do you believe that? I don't know if you do. You see, there's gifts to be discovered. But you don't discover them by sitting down with God and saying, Oh God, what gift do I have? Now you're just praying by the grace of God. And you discover this gift while you're praying. So you notice um, in, uh, let's see, uh, verse 12 of Romans 12. As it is talking about different ways we serve by the grace of God. It says rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. And those who are devoted to prayer will find some gift in that praying. Now let me give you two more examples from this passage. Of how gracing may become gifting. You understand what I'm saying? We serve by the grace of God. And at some point we realize there's a gift. Verse 7. He says, if serving, if if service in his serving by faith. Now this word serving is the word uh, that was used for the brothers in Acts who served the tables. This is the, the Greek word serving that we get the word deacon from. So by the grace of God you serve. You serve your brothers and sisters. And what happens? As you're serving, a gift begins to be manifest in your life. Now we remember in Acts how those men began to serve and soon Philip became an evangelist and Stephen became a prophet. But it's while we're serving by grace that the Lord reveals His gift. Now you know in the list of gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, it mentions, it mentions two interesting little ones called helps and governments. You say, well, how is this supernatural? Oh, but some who is serving discovers they have the gift of helps. Now this is more than just being very helpful. What is the gift of helps? Number one, these people help by the power of God. And so their service is multiplied. But when you see somebody with the gift of helps, the second thing, they know when help is needed before they're asked. 
I used to live in another place. And there was one brother. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a preacher or a leader. But this brother had the strangest way of coming to my house just when I needed him. Ding dong! I hear the door open it up. Here's my friend. Sometimes he would just say, Do you need something? He had the gift of helps. The Lord will tell you somebody needs help. And when you go there, person feels the Holy Spirit. How about the gift of government? Ah, now all businessmen want the gift of government. This is no spiritual gift to be the boss. No, no, no. What is the gift of governments? Somebody is just serving, 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 and then this gift manifests. The gift of governments is when somebody has the insight into what God wants to do. Now you see me speaking here today and you don't know about my history. But I have a father-in-law who is my spiritual father. And I went on many gospel crusades with my father-in-law in, in, around the world as well as in America. My father-in-law has this gift. We would go to Liverpool in England. And he would say, we have a team of 30, 30 preachers, 30 uh, actually just brothers who share their testimony. And he would say, I think, brother, you and you, you ought to go there, and you and you, you ought to go to this church, and you and you, you should go to that place. It's like he had blueprint from God. Sometimes we're having a, a, a meeting, and he says, I think we should stop. I think we, should, we need to pray. He knew what God wanted to do. This isn't just governing. It's governing by hearing God. And then my father-in-law's day, there were hundreds of brothers who would testify. He had this spiritual gift. But he gained that gift by serving faithfully as a witness for Jesus. Let me give you another example in verse 8. It says, uh, second part, he who gives with liberality. Stop closing your Bible, Richard. Leave it open. <laughs> 
I'm running out of time. He's closing his Bible. But <laughs> anyway, here's somebody who, by the grace of God, is giving. Why does he give? Because he's received the grace of God. And he wants to release the grace of God. And, and he gives with generosity. But watch out. Those who give generously, the Lord gives them a gift. And what's that gift? Maybe we call it a word of knowledge. Because they get a gift of knowing when to send some money. You know, when you hear the stories of uh, some great men of God, like... Uh, uh, T. Austin Sparks and Watchman Nee and Brother Bak Singh in India. All these great men of God testify of a little old lady in England. And this lady got up early in the morning, read her Bible and prayed. Now she was a wealthy woman. And the Lord would say, send $10,000 to Brother Watchman Nee. Now you know by the time it got over there to Shanghai, it arrived just in time. Now this woman did this many, many, many times. It wasn't just that she was a giver. What, no matter what the Lord said, she said, yes, Lord. She wrote out the check, sent it that day, and it touched people just when it was needed. Now, what happens when somebody receives surprise money in the mail? They say, this is God. It's a very easy miracle to do. Only some Chinese from Hong Kong would say, this is lucky. Okay, well now we have to talk about, just for a moment, about the third matter. If you look at the whole of chapter 12, we see that he lists some gifts of the Spirit, but he emphasizes grace more than gifts. As you can see, spiritual gifts, he just mentions a few in verses 6 through 8. But beginning verse 9 through 21, all serve is by grace. Why is this? Why does he emphasize grace more than gifts? I'll give you some quick reasons. Number one, because when a gift is exercised, it must be wrapped up in grace. 
there's gifts used without grace, it causes problems in the body of Christ. 如果是你运用这个恩赐没有在恩典里头的话，就会造成一些教会教会的问题。Why is that? 为什么呢? Because the gift is the grace of God released, but it needs to be released by somebody who has the graciousness of God also. 因为当你这个恩恩赐你要在恩典里头释放出来的时候，你必须要存着一个在神里头感恩的心。Now we know Jesus healed, right? 我们知道耶稣他可以医治人。This was a grace. 这是恩典。do you ever think Jesus would say, be impatient while he's healing somebody? 你, hey, hey, come out over here. Come on, come on, come Stop wasting my time. Okay, you're healed. You say, what is that? But there are many, quote, healers today in the body of Christ who do that. Jesus was loving when he healed people. Do you think Jesus when he prophesied? Do you, do you ever see him prophesy where he was angry or getting revenge? I say to you, I'm going to nail you down. <laughs> when Jesus spoke prophecy, there was always compassion. And you see, when we exercise gift, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 13, if it's not wrapped up with the bacon of love, it is no good. So anything exercises a gift must also be done with Christ-like character. Another reason that grace is emphasized more than gift. Grace provides the atmosphere for the body of Christ to grow and for gifts to edify. Third thing, because gifts in the end should impart grace, so Paul is emphasizing grace. You see, grace is so important. And it's important because all of us have the equal amount of grace. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have the same amount of grace I have? Yes. Because it's the grace of Jesus Christ to everybody who's saved. Which brings us to our final question. So what do we do? According to this passage, I just share four things. First, if we want to serve by grace in the body of Christ, we're to be consecrated body and life to the service of God. Present your bodies a living sacrifice to God. Without consecration, 
you cannot serve in the fullness of grace. Now, having received the grace of God, now you need to exercise according to the proportion of your faith. Look at verse 6 again. Look at it carefully. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Each of you exercise according to the proportion of his faith. Now here he's not talking about having faith in God. What is he talking about? Having faith that God has placed his grace in you and you can serve. Do you believe that? Can you say with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul comes back to this matter of faith. So let me just give a couple of examples. Everybody here has the grace of a priest. We are the priesthood of believers. And that means that everybody here should be available to offer worship when we gather around the Lord's table. But you need Psalm 81.10 faith. Have you got that? Psalm 81 verse 10. Do you have Psalm 81 verse 10 faith? Here's what it says. Open thy mouth and I will fill it. Now you want to worship God but you don't know what to say. But the grace of God inside you is saying, release and worship, release and worship. And you say, okay God, I'm going to worship you, and you open your mouth. What happens? Do you just go, oh, 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 no, God fills it. <laughs> Sound like he was at the dentist. Ah. Brothers and sisters, believe God. Open your mouth, he'll give you words. That's it. You have a measure of grace. But you must exercise faith. Open your mouth, he'll fill. You know what I love? Brand new Christians. Because they open the mouth, God fills. 
But then old Christians like you. Now your mind begins to play games. Do I have something? No, I don't have it. No, this is God. No, this is me. I don't know. Yes, no. Yeah. And then the brother comes up here and gives the announcements. You're a priest. A priest is a worshiper. Open your mouth. Now you're also a priest, that means you can pray. But are you a Romans 8.26 prayer? If you're going to pray, you must believe Romans 8.26. What does it say? We don't know how to pray as we should. Now, I know you know that. But do you believe this? But the Holy Spirit helps us with groanings too deep for understanding. So when we pray, we know we're struggling to find the word. But the Holy Spirit will help us to pray if we will pray. One preacher said, pray when you don't feel like praying. Pray when you do feel like praying. And pray until you feel like praying. We're priests. We are prayers. But you need to believe the Holy Spirit will help you when you open your mouth. Do you see what fullness of grace is? Can you imagine a worship time together, brothers and sisters, that sounds like popcorn? Pop! 当我们敬拜的时候，你好像那个爆玉米花一样，这边爆一点，那边爆一点一样吗？Short prayers, worship, praise, worship, praise。这就是一个简短的祷告，赞美，祷告，赞美这样子。Don't pray too long。不要太长的祷告。We want all of the teenagers also to pray。我们希望所有的年轻十几岁的年轻人也祷告。Everybody open their mouth。每一个都在开口。This is fullness。这才是一个丰满。By the grace of God。是借着神的恩典。through faith, you must be a believer. In the end, we are rewarded not by what gifts we have. Not by what grace we have. Because we have all given the same amount of grace. But by our willingness to exercise the measure of faith that we have. May the Lord help us to be the fullness of grace in the body of Christ. Grace, grace, from beginning to finish, it's all His grace. It's time to discover your gift. So serve by grace. Exercise the faith God has given you. And He will give you more. Now let's just have a few prayers before we leave. And I want you to seal this in your heart. 
Sorry, I'm borrowing your time now. Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm becoming like Brother Christian. Uh, here's my question. Do you think too highly of yourself? Do you, do you think too lowly of yourself? Uh oh, I think I found you. We need the sober judgment to know our place in the body of Christ. Let's pray. Consecrated to God. Serving together by grace.